Slammed away. There's Gaze. Now the rally. You pass to That's what we've been waiting for. Unbelievable timing on that. And it's the Tigers straight away. Gaze. What a start. Welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the NBL Insight Show. Welcome. I am the Super Coach Hawk, sitting here as always with SC Matrix and Hammer, brought to you by Insight. Well, brought to you by Insight Fantasy Support. That's showing how I'm going today. Brought to you by the Standard Squeeze and also Ryan Hammond there at Astute Newstead. I think I've maybe had a couple too many of the Standard Squeezes and should have just stuck to one. But I'm a little bit excited because we are coming closer and closer to round one. The blitz is behind us. We are here to talk about who's up, who's down, who's in between. And no better than to have these two legends with me to talk you through it. Welcome, Maddie. How are you, mate? Great, great. There is two days, 23 hours, 47 minutes and 42 seconds at time of recording as to (laughs) when NBL season starts. I took a day off last week to go see... See one day, the day that had three games, so I could see over half the teams live all in one game. And I drank about a hundred beers and I've had to remortgage my home loan. So thanks to the blokes at Astute Newstead. Uh, I, I was going to put together a little slideshow presentation for those that are watching us on YouTube. And if this is your first time, welcome. You were a kid in the candy store. You look like a kid who was just going into Disneyland for the first time in your absolute happy place. If you are watching us for the first time, make sure you click subscribe. That's the best way to get all your up-to-date information or click us a follow, a share, and even give us a review on all your Spotify, Apple podcast needs. Hammer, how you been, mate? Good, mate. 30 games in seven days. It's, uh, I feel like the season's back. I'm, I'm ready to get into it. I can feel the energy. I can feel the energy in the room, and I like it because we've got a lot to get through, and there's people out there listening telling me how to fill my super coach team to get me ready for round one. We want to give people all the insight that we possibly can, and it starts with going through team by team. Uh, but... Speaking of Supercoach, if you haven't already jumped into our league, the code is 680481, 680481. You can play against us. You can tell us that you're better than us, but we're just going to tell you that you listen to us and that's what made you better than us. So we'll claim a win-win no matter what happens. Um, mate, uh, Matty, do you want to give the announcement? There's a bit of an announcement. What are, we, what are we going to start giving everybody a bit more as we get closer and closer to round one? Um, I suppose during the season, we're going to be doing live shows, um, which will allow us to, you know, still do the same great podcast that we do, but people can ask questions live, which will, which will keep it going. Um, we won't, I suppose for all the audio listeners, we won't interrupt, um, I suppose as we talk, unless somebody says something really hilarious, (laughs) but, um, I suppose in between our segments, uh, we'll be able to answer questions and we'll be able to, I suppose, tailor our podcast to you, the listeners. 
Absolutely. We make sure we bring all the interaction to everybody in every way that we can. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts, your questions, your insights. Bring it to us. You can also do that on our Discord. It is free to the community. Get involved. We have over 100 people on our Discord at the moment talking all things sport, but we have an NBL section there specifically. If that is your love and where you want to come and ask some questions, Hammer's there answering questions. Maddie's there asking questions, and so am I. We will give you everything that you need getting you into round one which I believe needs to start with the Perth Wildcats. I'm going to throw to you, Hammer, first. Bryce Cotton, is he the must-captain of game one? That's a really interesting point. Bryce Thank you. was my captain, was in my team for the last month up until about 10 minutes ago. Uh, having second thoughts, I, I, I think he's... Well, obviously, if you got him, you, you got to captain him. You're not spending four hundred and whatever thousand dollars if you're not going to. But I'm just starting to play with a bit with a few little uh, sort of uh, options. There's uh, a lot of money on the table for one player. Is it better spent across two guys, Matty? Mate, I think you feel like some people feel like a week before their wedding. So it's a week before the NBL season and you're just thinking, look, is all of this better spring a, spread upon a lot of ladies rather than just pinning down on one? And I feel that way about spending about Bryce Cotton. But, um, yeah, because I want to stay married, I'd say, look, I'm going to be spending up for what I think's worth it. And, um, yeah, look, I think, I think Bryce Cotton is mass captain game one. Um, there is one alternative. And, and I do like it, and it is a point of difference. But I think early on in the season, I'm not looking to go too heavy on pods. I'm just looking to to roll in, get some points, get some price rises. I think Bryce Cotton is must-captain game one, just to bank those points. Game week two is a different thing altogether. But, yeah, I'm I'm going on. I'd keep Bryce Cotton. What do you think, uh, Hawk? You'd keep no, him? I think it's a, a no-brainer. I did say one thing to you guys off the top of the show. We weren't talking about this. It was about overthinking things. And round one of Supercoach AFL, I absolutely overthought it. I know you can look at things like, you know, in the Blitz, Bryce Cotton averaging 37 compared to like a Matty Delavadova that's averaging 29. But when you double that, and when we already talked about Delhi not really being Supercoach relevant, let's not overthink it. Bryce Cotton's the man. They wrapped him up in a bit of cotton during the blitz as well. Let's be honest. Okay. The boy is going to unleash and he's going to ball out. Don't overthink it. When things maybe go right or things don't go right, come back to us and we'll fix it in week two. Yeah. Look, and, and the bonus of, of having a Bryce Cotton, because there's so much money wrapped up in that one guy, you can always downgrade week two. You're not scratching for cash to bring in your next guy. So. Yeah, look, I don't think he's going to stay out of my team too long. Mate, <laughs> I, had this, I had this next guy in, and I'll go to you on this one, Matty. I had this next guy in before I even watched the Blitz, before I even watched the game, and then I pulled him out because of things that Hammer's talking about here now, like price-wise and things like that. Pinder's at 31%. I also watched him play against the Breakers. This guy can play, and I think they're going to give him the ball a bit more. And But is he the right guy to have at his price? Are you putting him in your team? What's your thoughts on Pinder? If I didn't have Bryce Cotton and I had some extra money, yeah, Pim is somebody I'd look at. Um, alas, I do not. Um, but, yeah, I definitely understand. And I was trying to make some big decisions early if I was going to go center heavy um, towards, like, people like Pinder and Big Source. But I think 
and we spoke about it before super coach with the way with the amount of points you get for a double double with the amount of points that you get for a rebound no extra points for offensive rebounds and that this time in super coach i think pinder might be a little bit too highly owned yeah hammer i I agree It, it comes down to how many wildcats can you hold on to in round one and if you've got bryce you're probably going to go with it with an option at power forward if that's where you want to play Pinder, impossibly at Creek, who has a much better schedule and you can save your trades to, to look at some other options. So Pinder, I think, could be very fantasy relevant, but I just don't think you can carry that many Wildcats and that much cash rolled up in two players. And we've talked about it a few times, is how many Wildcats is too many. And if we were going back to where we started, you know, the likes of Cotton, Pinder, and maybe Henschel just to like have, you know, a real cash cow on the bench. But it's these other names that have stepped up, which now makes you go, well, there's no point having Pinder because you've got Usher, Saar have been obviously super coach relevant, especially at their price and the way they're putting out. I mean, if they were the same price, who were you taking? Who are you taking, Maddie? Who are you taking if Saar and Usher are the same price? Probably Usher, to be honest, because uh, there's just uh, is a little bit more behind Pinder. I think that there's a better. I think Usher's just going to play more minutes, and yep. you know what's going to score your points? Being out on the floor. Um, I really like Usher, um, but yeah, I won't be looking at him, especially the way that Perth goes. Double game week, single game week, double game week, single game week. Um, if you know, if I saw a bit more of a path to getting a couple double double game weeks very early, maybe I'd look at it. But yeah, I can't, I can't consider bringing Usher in. Hammer, even with Saar coming off the bench, we saw in that Breakers game, he still put up some decent numbers, albeit as we said that Cotton sort of went off the end with a little bit of an injury there as well. Does that make you nervous, or do you think he's still going to get his numbers and his and his minutes, or is it just because of that one fifteen? You sort of just have to go with it with his price range. I think at the price, you're looking at, at super coach points per dollar per minute, he's producing. And we talked about on the pod a couple of weeks ago about how SARS performance has changed their recruiting. So they're still looking for that last import. John really has come out during the week and said they're no longer looking for a five-man. They're looking for a three-four, perhaps to give Usher, Pinder, and Sarah a spell. So... I think if you read into that, he's locked himself into some playing time and the amount of NBA eyes on him is he's going to play. Yeah. And they have said very defensive minded too. They're looking for somebody that can come down and help on that defensive end, which we know from a super coach perspective is okay, but probably not someone that we're really looking for if they're just going to play a bit of lockdown D Um, last question for the Wildcats before we move on Uh, the Webster boys uh, viable at their price hammer. Uh, no, I, I had a look at Ty early on, but, um, hasn't played well, hasn't played minutes. And I think, I think there's better options at lower prices now. Yep. Maddie. I do really hate that there's nobody in and around 180 K at guard that I really like. Um, it's either go all the way down to a next star or a 69 K special or spend up big. Uh, but I don't think Ty Webster's the answer. I think that, you'd be trading him out week two if you got him. I think we, uh, speaking of 100K and around that mark, we move on to the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Uh, ben Air, Ty Rangi, we've talked about Ty being a little bit of a, uh, a, little bit of a trap. Um, if you needed a guy around the 100, though, what's your thoughts there, Matty, with, uh, with those two? Um, look, I really like the way that Ben Air plays. He's a pest. 
But <laughs> look, he's he's not going to be super coach relevant. I like him more than Tarangi though. Tarangi is Mitchell Craig's backup. That's the long and short of it. Um, I watched him live play the other day, and again, a trap. He was out there. He was getting getting involved in everything. But Mitch Craig got shut down at halftime. Like, that's not going to happen during the season when when minutes matter. He's going to be playing some garbage time minutes. Um, yeah, Tarangi's a big trap. He, he, even when he does the hucker before the game, he's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, man. Air. Air over Tarangi. You know, yep. I think what's what's Tarangi, 111K. Ben Air's about 107. I think yep. Air is actually going to feel the boots that uh, Kyle Adnam had last year. Coming in as that sort of sixth or seventh man with just a license to give some instant offense, jack it up. He's not going to die wondering, that guy. Like, <laughs> he's never seen a shot he doesn't like. He's, he's one of those guys. Can Can I ask you an, an impromptu question? Ooh. Do you... Would you take Ben Eyre or Isaac White? Because they're just two. Like, I know we're going through the teams, and, of course, we're trying to compare people from teams. But let's go two guys that have a similar sort of role in, you know, two two teams that end viable prices. What would you go? Oh, it's tough. I, I think it comes down to schedule. And I think you'd have to play both of them at different times. Like, they're I think Air probably has, well, they've got the two import guards too, don't they? I think he's probably the first guard off the bench. Whereas Brisbane, you've got Norton, you've got Sam McDaniel. Is there, man, you'd flip a coin on it, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I, I had that issue trying to think of it. But I think the 20K that you save, you are probably finding yourself just going Isaac White and just maybe being okay because he's got two game weeks. You're not going to waste a trade on an 80 or 100K guy in the first couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah, I would probably just save the 20K if I needed it. Otherwise, Ben Ayers, I think, is going to be a bit better having two doubles to start with. So, absolute pun intended. Yeah. I think Hammer hit the nail on the head there, which was, um, you know, it comes down to schedule. You've, and that's why you've got to listen into this show. You've got to understand the schedule. You've got two players that have similar roles. Understand the schedule. Know when it's the time to bring the right person in to make sure you get all the uh, the possible points that you can get. If we're going to play the 50-50 game, I'll go to you, Hammer. Brown or Cummings? Oh. Neither? <laughs> Is that fair? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's an option. Sorry, I should have said the 33-33-33. My bad. <laughs> look, look if, I, if I had to pick... Oh, look, this is tough. Look, I looked uh, no, you closely... Can, you, can say, you can say neither. If you don't think anybody out there... Because somebody might be out there pick, trying to pick between the two. If you don't think they should be picking them, let them know. But you fill us in I'm on I'm not watching either of them, but Brown was on my radar a lot. And I just... I want him to prove me wrong. I, I love his game. Last year he was good and he's just showed me nothing this year. Yep. I I want forwards from Southeast Melbourne. I don't want their guards. I think Mitch Craig's going to find himself with the ball in his hand. I think Cook is an absolute monster. And again, how many of these guys do you want? Um, they are coming. Well, Brown's at least at a premium price. If they were the same price, I'd probably go Brown. But I think Cummings again maybe like Shannon Scott, will be really, really good for the team, but maybe not fantastic for Supercoach. So. You did mention two big names there. One who's only just come in as a, a sort of replacement import, and uh, everyone knows the name Mitch Creek. Um, Cook and Creek, 
We talk about the uh, the Southeast Melbourne's double uh, double games to sort of start off with. Cook and Creek must haves, and are they a point? Of, uh, probably not so much Creek, but is Cook a point of difference for a captain choice as well? I'll go to you, you lead us, Sorry, Matt, I'll go to you, mate. You, no, you lead us, Hammer, because you don't have Cotton. Oh, yep. I'm going Cotton, but I think these are the two guys that I would go if I didn't have Cotton. So uh, the, take yeah. the take it. <laughs> Look, before my little panic attack, you know, before the pod, I did have Cotton, Cooks, <laughs> and Cook. And I think we can carry him. Cooks is definitely a viable option. And if you're brave enough to, to captain him, it, it might pay off nicely, but... You touched on it before. If you're carrying Cooks and, and uh, Creek, you really can't carry Gary Brown or Cummings because they're all going to come off the double rounds at the same time and you won't have enough trades to get rid of them. I feel like, I feel like I'm going to have to let my loved ones know next week that I'm going to have a mental breakdown because it was Maddie last week threw the toys out of the cot. You've had a little bit of a freak out before this one. It clearly must be pushed onto me soon, so we better watch out. But uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm uh, straighty 180 when it comes to my team, I think. But Hold the phone. We'll see what happens after our Wednesday live. Um, we move on into uh, Melbourne United, who obviously took out the Blitz. Um, some exciting things. I've noticed that you boys have been asked the question a lot. Delhi or Travers? Um, we know Delhi got a lot more playing time and he got to throw up a few more points than we planned on him getting. Um, what's your thoughts? Well, well, Maddie, you were so generous on the last one. I'll go to you this time, Maddie. <laughs> Mate, like um, watching Melbourne, they looked at class above uh, the uh, what getting to watch them last week. Um, but I think Travis, like if you've got the, that extra money, you have to have him. I think people will be trapped into getting Delhi because of how well he played during the Blitz. I'm not looking. I love Delhi. I'm like a massive Delhi fan. Um, you know, King Delhi. But yeah, realistically, it has to be Travis. It has to be. Yeah, look, um, like you said, man, I've got a soft spot for Delhi too. If I, if I rewind to the, the 2007 uh, Nationals, Delhi and I combined for 38 points when Tasmania played Victoria. He had 36 of them. But uh, <laughs> look, Travis, he's, he's got the opportunity, he's got the role, he's got the schedule. Delhi. We might be losing you a little yeah. bit there. We'll, we'll, but, we'll get you to move one step to yeah. your right or one step to your left. It's it's the library, mate. It's all those beautiful books behind you that's kind of slowing down your internet, I think. They're offended. We, they're offended <laughs> that you've gone to Google and they're not reading the encyclopedias. I'll tell you what. But I think we have you back. But we'll, we'll, we'll move along. Indirect shout out to uh, Matt Morell, who I think had a little bit of a crack at us. Uh, I think it was a crack at you for not having Travers in your team. And he picked out the one game that he had in the Blitz to say, how stupid are we to tell people to not grab Travers? He tells us yeah. he doesn't listen. We know he does. Shout out to Matt Morell. One day we might get you on the pod. We move on, though, to uh, Huck Porty. Now, I know I went to you before, Matt, but I'm going to go back to you again because you're the one that keeps talking about him all the time. Is Huck Porty the play? And then I'll get Hammer to rebut. Um, yeah, Huck Porty, you have to have him. Um, watching him the other night, he's so offensive-based, so he's such a – I suppose he's just going to be super coach relevant, I think. Um, at his price at 170K, uh, with Melbourne United's draw early, I think if you're starting him um, because you're looking to spend the money elsewhere, you do have to work out a contingency plan for getting some double game weeks for, I suppose, round two. 
I was looking at some Kings guys, but um, yeah, I just think because you're not going to trade him out because you're going to want that price rise at his price. Um, he scored 40 fantasy points the other night. Um, yeah, looked looked great. Looked super coach relevant is probably the best term. He, oh, I don't know if I love his basketball game, but I love his super coach game. Let's do that. Any rebuttal or a grand hammer? I'm almost there. I'm, I'm agreeing with you, man. That 41 points versus Sydney in 24 <laughs> minutes, 19 points, eight rebounds, got Vickerman affected again, too short of the double-double, uh, <laughs> four blocks. Like, he's he's going to play, man. But uh, if you can fit him in your squad, ride him. I, I'm just – I want him. I'm having trouble fitting him in. Yep. Is it a get in early and get the cash before their superstar comes back? Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ride the waves. He's got another double game week. I think he's got a double game week round three and round four. But you still need to play him in that round two to get because that's when the price rise is gonna happen. Um, I think you have to get him. So what? Maybe I'll just mention what I've got a forward center eligible bloke on my bench. So I'm gonna move him up um, and get Tyler Cooks starting for week two. And then play Huck Porty off the bench for week two. I've already I've already made that decision. Regardless of Huck Porty's score, regardless of Tyler Cook's score in week one, that's going to be my play. So, hundred percent. Unless you pair him with a Sydney guy, which it's proving hard to do with with a good player. Those Ford Center eligible guys. We're talking Saar, Cooks, Pinder, um, Albridge. You know. That, that's probably the move you're going to have to have a look at, at making if you want to keep Huck Porty. Yep. I, I definitely think it's going to be a Wednesday live discussion for sure, which is going to be that, you know, those perfect pairs, you know, those perfect Ooh. pairs for week one, those perfect pairs for week two. How does that make sense? And we'll explain that to everybody when we get through. We've got a few more teams to get through, but I want to throw another one out here though. We've got bubbles still owned by 17% of uh, coaches out there. Does that mean we just have 17% of everyone in super coaches just playing their first ever season of NBL fantasy? Or is it 17% of people that just know something that I don't? Hammer? Well, I hope they don't know what they're talking about because I haven't even considered touching it. <laughs> I think this format of fantasy will suit him better with uh, cool. you know, the, the focus taken off efficiency. But yeah, not, not in my team and, and most likely won't be. So, sorry, you just didn't mention, you said bubbles. And for those listening at home, I just want to clear it up. Um, this is Owen Goulding. Um, his middle name is eight because he was Owen eight against the Kings the other day. Um, and <laughs> like, look, just didn't even look like, yeah, look, he was ordinary, but he's going to go off. But I just think maybe on a double game week, you could play him on the odd occasion, but you got to be prepared to get like a six, one game and then like a 36, the next game. And for the amount that he is, I'm not touching bubbles or Owen for that matter. There's, there's nothing I enjoy more than when you've done joke prep before a pod, mate. That was uh, very well delivered. And well I done. legit very didn't. <laughs> Turn it up. You're looking off to the left. You've got your little notepad up there. I know what's going on, mate. All good. Now, nah, very good. Oh, and eight bubbles. Very nice. That being said, I think we've called him Bubbles a few times just to make sure everybody does know. We are talking about Chris Goulding. Absolutely. Oh, Chris. Yeah. yeah, Chris. Oh, sorry, Chris. Just yeah, just to be clear. We've dropped a few nicknames on this show. We're doing like a Nathan Buckley as he commentates for Collingwood when he just na- na- names everyone by their nickname so nobody knows who he's talking about. 
But we move on to uh, the Sydney Kings. Um, they obviously start with only a single game in week one, but then they move into a double-double game week in round two and three. Um, I'm going to go off with a little 50-50 to start with, and I'll go to you, Hammer. Uh, Bolden or Hunter? Ooh. I've taken Hunter. Just He's about 100K less. Yeah. Uh, and he's shown he's so far been the, the uh, preferred option at centre. So I think, I think Bolden has a bigger ceiling, but if we're playing the early rounds, Hunter at that price has, has got to be in consideration. Maddie, any I'm, yeah, I'm really excited with Sydney's schedule and the one game week, week one, and then the double, double game week straight afterwards because I'm interested to see in an actual game who benefits. I think we might even see a 50-50 split. Like Jonah Bolden played that pretty good small ball. Um, Hunter does stretch the floor a little bit too, but uh, Bolden did pop off a couple times. I do wonder if they'll give Bolden the opportunity to pop off and then when they want that that safer. Uh, Hunter looks a little bit bigger. I don't know. I haven't read the stats, but Hunter looks a little bit bigger than Bolden. And maybe if they just need to, um, need to, I suppose, if Bolden's shot isn't going down at that sort of stretch, we know that he can hit the three, then then Hunter will get the minutes. But I think more likely than not, we'll see a little bit of a split, which is good at those prices, but you're going to go the cheaper one if there's a split. Uh, I'm a little worried game. about a little worried. The uh, You look at teams like Melbourne, and they played their full squad, and I got the impression this is how they're going to play. These are the minutes distribution. I, I can see what they're doing. Similar to the way Brisbane conducted their blitz. Sydney was was like under 12s. You know, yeah. everyone plays even court time. It's it was hard to see what's actually going to play out come regular season. Yeah, it's good that we do get that free look. Yeah, you got to think they're going to be there or thereabouts. So I mean, it's a good roster. They're going to come strong. I mean, if there's ever a time to practice a few things, it's in the blitz. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I think we need to have a good look because, look, there's a few more talking points for sure as well. And I think one of them as well with uh, DJ Hogg uh, being out. Hammer, who do you think benefits the most from that? You know, you say you want to see yeah. who it's going to be, but if you had to predict it now, who's going to be the beneficiary of that? Yeah, so DJ Hogg's meant to miss <clears throat> unconfirmed number of games leading to the to the season. I think, I think possibly someone who you can look at is going to be Jalen Galloway. You know, he had a pretty good blitz, played the three games, 38 super coach points in 25 minutes, 23 in similar time, and then 18. He was on the bubble last year of getting some really significant time on a championship squad. Um, so I don't see anyone else really filling that, that sort of 3-4 spot. It's, you know, maybe Bolden, but, but I'd be putting my money on um, Galloway. And at his price... If he plays the majority of minutes and it does come out that DJ's out for an extended period or even four or five weeks with Sydney's schedule, um, I think you'll find him getting added that that next week. Like imagine being able to go – imagine being able to downgrade some of these guys, banking a heap of cash and getting Jalen Galloway playing 30 minutes a night. That would be exciting. At 123K. Yeah, yes. That's mm. it's the price that's that excites me. If he was two hundred and twenty, I'd be like, ah, let him go. But at one hundred and twenty k, like, there's a reason DJ Hogue is at that price. At what's he three fifty? Um, he plays big minutes and plays a big role. 
if Jalen's filling it for 100K, sign me up. Speaking of players that we're going to have to have a look at, because Sydney is going to be on everybody's radar come round two, round three. They go into their double-double game week then. I'm going to throw out a few names. So we've got Valentine, we've got Tui, or are you starting to spend up a little bit a bit big on a Jalen Adams? What do, you, what do you reckon, Matty? What are you looking at when you look at Sydney Kings for round two, round three? Yeah, um, the other night when I was watching Denzel Valentine, I was like, man, that guy looked like he did nothing. Then I checked his stats and he was kind of everywhere. I don't know if it was the fact that I was 14 deep that I just missed it <laughs> or um, because I noticed Tui out there. Like um, he was like a bright star out there with his skin tone. But um, look, <laughs> I just think... I get that free look with Sydney. So I've actually got no Sydney players on my team. And we're going to have to downgrade Bryce Cotton, those of you playing at home that have Bryce Cotton. I'm just not sure who down to with my jewels. So I what, you think mean those, those 99.99% playing at home other than those that had a freak out before the uh, episode? Yeah, those of you playing at home, exactly. I'm only speaking to uh, 66% of the podcast here. But Denzel Valentine is, you know, an NBA caliber player. At least he was. Um, and he just seems to rack up those stats effortlessly, which um, which can only be good things. Yeah, look, he scored well in the blitz. And that's despite, I think, one of the games he had eight turnovers. So I've seen some of the commentary during the week that, you know, he's not a point guard. But... I think that game, they didn't have uh, their import point guard playing. So he's he's on my watch list. I'm up and down. I'm hot and cold on him. Um, Jalen Adams, though, I think that's the obvious downgrade from Bryce Cotton for weeks two and three, isn't it? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's my play at the moment. I'm I, To be honest, I haven't watched the Kings too much just yet, so I need to jump on and, and have a little look, bit of a look. But, yeah, for me, the natural play for me is Jalen Adams. Um, straight in for Cotton. That's going to be my move unless something crazy happens. He, he played the last game of the Blitz against Melbourne United with Illy Delavadova in the backcourt, who were meant to be defensive stoppers. And he had 25 super coach points in only 16 minutes. So he's, you know, they're, they're not playing in big minutes, but he'll be ready to go. And he's, he's proven himself in this league before. He'll be, he'll be thereabouts. I think he's primed for an MVP season. That, it's, it's one of my predictions for sure. Yeah. Um, I just do you think Alex Tui there is a a pathway to those big minutes, or do you think with people like Jalen Adams and Denzel Valentine, does Hogue out and maybe him playing the three become a thing? Because if he can play good minutes at 115k, like he looked like the eye test, he looked good. Yeah, it's possible. It's I think he'll he'll definitely benefit from some of the minutes, but but they're deep. Like they've got. You know, you've got Angus Glover, who was the hero in the finals last year, playing through broken ribs. You, you forget how deep they are. There's Galloway, Sean Bruce backing yep. up at the point. Valentine can switch between the two and the three. It's, I think they're going to be their own worst enemy, just with too much depth. Yeah. So we're four down. We've got six to go, and we're at 30 minutes in. So we're going to start to ramp it up just a little bit. And uh, that being said, though, there's a massive talking points when it comes to this side because who knows what they're going to produce. And that's the Adelaide 36ers. They're a bit of a story in their own selves, um, but they're massively relevant at the moment because they start off with a double-double game week to begin. Um, Flowers was in everybody's team to begin, but Flowers or Kadee is what I'm going to throw out to the team. Hammer. I'm going neither again. What do you got, Matrix? 
Mate, realistically, um, I think that you've put some salt on it, or I suppose the sprinkle to say that there's a bit going on at Adelaide. It's a fucking shit show. Um, and, <laughs> and realistically, I don't want anyone from the team. But if I had to pick, I like Cadiz, the better player. Flowers gets, you know, negative 20 points in turnovers every game. So any good thing he does is erased. Um, and him being on the wing, that little experiment, did it work? I mean, he didn't get 10 turnovers, but he didn't do anything. So, But hold on. Let's let's talk about this, though, for a second. And if we can compare it to anything, there might be a few more people under, out there that understand the relevancy to this. It's like, If you look at the NBA, right, and you take a team like the Houston Rockets that were in absolute disarray, nonsense, if you take out efficiencies, there's still some fantasy-relevant players on that team. Efficiencies are taken out of the NBL Supercoach. Surely as shit as Adelaide are going to be, somebody's going to have to be putting up the points. So who's that going to be when I want to have somebody in there that's got the double-double game week for week one, week two? It's, it's no one. No one was putting up the points. They lost every blitz game by about 30. They were horrendous. Yeah. It's like, man, that was hard to watch. I'm, if you were talking relevance, the only one who's sort of half making a case was Mitch McCarron in that last game once they got rid of the import. He almost put up a triple-double, but... Um, He's about 260K, and even still, I don't know if you're going to touch him. Yeah, Humphreys? and I'm not like – what was that? Humphreys? Is that the only other one yeah. that's half relevant? That's what I was leading. Like, I'm not – I've had Humphreys in my team at certain points, and is it the fact that they're going to miss so many shots you want the guy that's going to get the rebound? <laughs> but I think it, if he was cheaper, I would. But at 250K, like, I'm just – with how much they're going to be backpedaling afterwards, yeah, I'm just I'm just not sure I want any piece of them. Like Wiley's a good player, but we haven't really seen how he fits well or anything beside Humphreys. Yeah, it's just it's too many question marks and it's too big of a risk for me to go anywhere with the 36ers. And I've got zero confidence they can get a player that's even going to fix this. You, you look at their track record of imports, Donald Sloan. The, the guy, who, who, Craig Randall, who balled out of the NBA game last year and then got cut. Like, these guys have a way of picking duds. Do, who benefits from Franklin? McCarron. Kadee. McCarron? That's about it. Yep. Yeah. Not Trey Kell? <sighs> Is he injured again? Didn't see much of him. Yeah, I didn't see much of him. I just, I, I thought that he was ready for the start of the season, so. Mm. Yeah, possibly. Yep. So it's a big no from me, dog, for the Adelaide 36ers is what I'm hearing from, uh, from yeah, the team they here. Fu- they fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads us into the Brisbane Bullets. Um, we move on as we go along. But uh, DJ, Bannon, you know, whose role is it? And, uh, or are both viable? Who, who wants this one? I've got to go to Matty. It's your, it's your, it's your team. Oh, it, I think, again, this is one of those ones that it's going to be the split, and then you just go the cheaper player, isn't it? What I'm going to be watching is if Bannon... Bannon hurt himself um, in the first game of the Blitz, didn't play again. Um, I'm just going to look to see if he's out there. But the amount of activity that Bannon was... Like, DJ Mitchell was cool, calm, and collected. He's a cool guy. I had a, had a bit of a chat to him at the Blitz, but um, he just, um, yeah, he just looks like he's going to go out, find his shot, hit it, but he's 180k, which is 120k dearer. 
um, than Bannon. I'd probably just go. I've got Bannon in my team. If he's out week one, um, yeah, there's an alternative uh, when we look at the Hawks uh, in our next team. So. I've got a note here. Yeah. I've got a note here, and I'm going to throw it to you, Maddie, because I've got a feeling you've thrown this one on the drive, and I'm not going to ask the question. You go. <laughs> oh, um, Aaron Aaron Baines is the goat. Um, in his 24 <laughs> minutes the other day, he he looked phenomenal. Like he looked like he looked like Phoenix Suns. Aaron, oh, geez, I tell you what, he looked better than Boston Celtics one. Um, look. I just he just looked a bit bit more sprightly and a bit healthier. He looked like he had um he looked like he had two leg injuries, two arm injuries and a neck injury last season. Uh but he he just looked better. He just looked better. He was everywhere. Man, this is a guy who treated us all like shit for an entire fantasy season last year. Has one <laughs> good game in the preseason, you're back in love again. No. Mate, it, uh, I tell yeah. you what, everybody's going to be so butthurt about Aaron Baines. I'm just going to ride him into a top 1%, I tell you what. <laughs> you, you're not going to sit here and declare that he's in your team right now, are you? No, no, but that's only because you've got a single game <laughs> week to start. So. Look, let's clear up a few things with Brisbane, though, and especially the centre rotation. So I think we saw in that last game... Uh, what the, the actual rotation would be between Baines, Harrison, and Rocco Zakarski. So Baines played around 24 minutes, uh, Harrison seven or nine, and, and Zakarski seven. So it's I think that's what we'll probably see. Um, and for as much as hype, all the hype that's been there for Rocco, I think Baines finally got sick of it and said, hold my beer, young buck. I'm still, I'm still here. Yeah. You got to love a little bit of that, though, isn't it? I mean, maybe that's what we need for Bain to sort of spark up a little bit, and maybe it does give him a little bit of a crack of the whip to to sort of get moving and make sure he holds on to that contract for a little bit longer. Bain's hey, issue last year was coming back after that neck injury; like it wasn't. Who did they play in that really. game? The game he had the the big score. Who did they play? Um, played Illawarra. Mm. <laughs> hmm. So if you look at Brisbane's games to start the season. He's coming up against some genuine centers. He's come up against Isaac Humphreys, who probably mm-hmm. is one of the bigger bodies that can match him. Is it just a case that he had a good matchup, or is he going to be relevant across all teams? Oh, look, it's probably a case that he had a good matchup. Um, but I think at least at that, like he's 240K. Like it's not like you're spending three, 300, 320 like you are with some of these, some of these other blokes. Like, he's only 70K more than Huck Porty. Tell me, like, you know, we're talking about wanting Huck Porty in our team. Like, tell us that he's not better than Humphreys or one of these other mid-price guys that we would we'd compare against. Would you rather Humphreys or Bangers? Bangers? Yeah, we're go. not touching Adelaide. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm giving you close questions which re- re- reverberate my point. I do have a couple more for Brisbane um, Probably this one's the big one for me Because I have had this guy on my side I've moved him out now for Travers to come back in um, Chris Smith or Sobe Go Hammer Smith uh, They're about the same price aren't they? Yeah. yeah within 10 or 20k yeah Yeah look I 
I think Chris Smith. Um, so Sobi is not consistent from what we've seen over the last couple of years. He's up, he's down. I think I think Chris Smith will be. I don't think it'll be amazing, but I think it'll be thereabouts. Yeah, and again, going back to that schedule, that that single game week, two double game weeks, we do get to have a look before there is a price rise or price reduction. Um, and I'll probably make the decision after that. But from what I saw from Chris Smith, like Sobi is integral to the team, um, borderline coaching out there. But Chris Smith, I tell you what, he can knock him down. And like we said the first week, oh, he's not going to hit six threes every game. And he just seems to get out there and knock down his threes every game. So until that dies down, um, you know, at that, import price that he's coming in at um yeah it might be a case of riding the hot hand and and getting getting down once you start seeing some price reductions so is, is he going to benefit from the rest of the guys like Sobi out there is Chris Smith the one you're going to leave or are you going to leave Sobi like who who do you double off I don't know. I don't like. I don't have an answer. Maybe like we thought that Shannon Scott might be the guy because people are going to be focusing on these other guys. Like, I mm. I don't know. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a week by week thing, and either of them can pop off at any time. So it's good they don't play the double round one. We can actually get a good look in a game that matters, and and probably have a clearer picture next week. We move on to Illawarra Hawks and a bit of a standout there is the next star, AJ Johnson. I'm going to throw out a few names and we'll, we'll punch through a few names here. Um, I think that's uh, a bit of a tongue-in-cheek. I mean, this is what happens when I read off your notes. <laughs> Look at you. Ooh, what are you throwing out at me, Matrix? A... <laughs> i got the Brownlow on a little bit over here on the side and then and then I've just fallen into the absolute trap. You muppet. Uh, you know what? You take Illawarra. I'm stepping back. You've got Illawarra now, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was a dud. Um, Jesus, that sets me right for just reading straight off the notes. Far out. I just wanted to see if Nick Dacos got three votes in the first round, which he didn't. Jordan Degoe did, but uh, we move on. Play on. <laughs> no. Um, look, I just thought that we should bring him up so that we could just bring put a down. line through him. Not only is the not only is the draw bad for Illawarra, I'm not even sure I see a pathway to him playing meaningful minutes on this team. Yeah. Look, I wouldn't touch him at all. They do have some relevant blokes, though. Justin Robinson, Albrick, and Gary Clark. The other three I think we should probably talk about. Yeah. Um, is Albrick much, much, uh, must own or, like, with this schedule? Like, it's 1-1-2. Mm. Doesn't get a price rise till week three. Um, yeah. I didn't ask him at the casino um, whether he felt like uh, he was going to play some big, meaningful minutes in those first two games. But what what do you think? Are, are you bringing him in week one? I know that you've threw the toys out of the cot. I don't know what your team looks like now. but I have played with bringing him in. And at that price, and I think the opportunity is going to be there for him. They've, I think when we talk about guys whose stock's rising, that's, he's definitely one of them. He's getting some, some NBA attention out of it. Um, but because of the price rises after three games, we can wait and hold for, for that double in, in round three. I think that'll be a downgrade target there to free up some cash. Yeah. Um, talk, talk to me about Brown. Sorry. Who? Who, 
Hold on, I just got completely lost there. Wow. I just read the wrong thing. Yes, you're falling into your own trap, mate. I like it. We're, we're, see, this is why we don't go too much over 40 minutes. We just start to lose it. We've had too much information go through our brain. I've had, I've had too many of these standard squeezes. Um, <laughs> who, look, who are you wanting? Not... You want, are you wanting to talk about frolling or do you want to move on to the yeah. Tassie Jack Jumpers? No, nah, Hammer. Hmm. Um, anyone else at Illawarra you want to talk about? Yeah, look, the only two, Justin Robinson, we saw him for one game last year before he did his ACL or whatever it was. He's going to be a stud. You know, He's going to be very similar in my mind to Jalen Adams from Sydney, albeit the schedule is not friendly. So I think it's best we move on. Let's talk about Tassie. Here's my boys. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's do it. They obviously start off with a single game uh, to begin with. Then they go into, similar to Sydney, they've got the double-double game week in week two, week three, or round two, round three. Um, what have I got here? Jack Jumpers. You know, we talk, we've talked about this before. Are they too good at sharing the ball? Are they spreading the points way too much? And does that give you a bit of fear when you're looking into their team's hammer? I see you nodding along. I think you're a big yeah. believer of this. Look, love the Jack Jumpers. Love the way they go about things, but have been fantasy and now super coach irrelevant. Uh, the players that you touch, they mirror the schedule of Sydney. So if you equate a Milton Doyle to a Jalen Adams... Jalen Adams, same similar price. I'll probably take Jalen. And you know, Denzel Valentine's going to be the same price as you, you knew import Jordan Crawford. And I think Valentine's probably going to get the edge on that. So the only one I looked at early on was um, Marcus Lee. And I've been a little disappointed in just that he can't stay out of foul trouble. For a guy who should have made the adjustment with Melbourne United last year, he, he can't stay on the court. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I was excited about Jordan Crawford, but I'm just not sure this is the system that allows him to just walk out there and jack 20 shots, which is what I want from a like the way that I've seen him play. That's what I want. I just want him to walk out and shoot 20, hit 8 to 10, and fill the box score up through that. So I don't think he'll get the opportunity. Are there any cheaper options there, Matrix? Not uh, was it Majok Majok that everybody's added that was like in the top five owned blokes? Not that bloke. Just, <laughs> just that's crazy. an absolute trap. <laughs> yeah. And you had Magne at one point, didn't you? Yeah, but I, I don't even, I'm not even sure that he's going to see the court round one. So it, look, Marcus Lee hasn't impressed us. Um, Magne is a lot cheaper than him. Um, I suppose he'd have to he'd have to work into it, and I suppose play a better role than than Marcus Lee, which I think there's a pathway. I think he could, you know, be better at times. I know that you talk about him, you know, being inconsistent in other years and absolutely killing you, but you know what? He was inconsistent, and people looked at him at looked at getting him into his team because he did have that big game in him. So. I was going to try and get you a Magnate jersey, but they just don't make it, mate. So I'm, I'm glad you say that you've jumped off him because I was going to have to custom make it to get one sent to you. Um, we, New Zealand Breakers, look, do we even talk about them? Um, we've got it in the notes. I think we've talked about it a few times. They're not relevant, but they've got some players there. Who, who's on the radar when we start looking to sort of like week five when we're bringing in the Breakers? Hammer? Yeah, that's... We touched on it last week. You definitely need to have a strategy around both Cairns and New Zealand because they hit a really sweet spot in the schedule after their, they return from the NBA-NBL crossover game. So uh, the little point guard for New Zealand, Parker Jackson-Cartwright, mm. 
Love yep. his game. Um, only concern there is Will McDowell-White didn't play during the blitz. So how that works out, we'll have an opportunity to see over the next couple of weeks. The other one is uh, the other import, Zylan Sheetham. He was bouncy. Mm. Yeah, it was, yeah, there was some, know, that, that slam early against the Wildcats just to like <laughs> kick off the game. That was that was some serious <laughs> that was serious hops. Absolutely. We we're not going to keep half an eye on Justinian Jessup. <laughs> I don't know. Is he your type? No, no, not for me. Not for me. Um, you know what? <laughs> Playing in New Zealand, I'm worried. You know. He's just a little bit far away from me for it, for me to make it work. Um, I just can't do long distance. You're <laughs> <laughs> closer to him yeah. than I am, mate. <laughs> yeah, look. Oh, yep. What's his price? I think it's low. Yeah, it's 200K. Is there Still a role for it? I mean... Yeah, uh, that that sort of yeah, he could play the he could start at the four. Mm-hmm. He did what about start, he did start at the four, and he could he could start at the four. I, I just think I'm, yeah, I've, I've got to see more. Look, we get a couple of looks at him before they're super coach relevant, so we'll probably touch back in around week three, week four to understand what the strategy is. What about Mango? Is he relevant? Again, again, getting the free look. I don't have to make that decision right now, but. I don't think so. I don't know. Like somebody's going to have to do good things for this team. Like they haven't been a bad Ooh. team, but like somebody's going to have to do something. And I just need to see more. Like yeah. he's good price, and he's cutting right. The, the opportunity will be there. They're they're very thin up front, but I think similar to Tassie, they're going to spread the love. They'll be a good team, but potentially. Not great uh, super coach-wise. Yeah. So Kansas is in a very different situation, not complete opposite because you don't want to have too many of them, although there is a price range before they have their break. Um, so we have to sort of start to look at who those players are. Definitely in round two is when they'll have their price change. One name that we've always thrown up, but we must need to mention again, Taron Armstrong, easy the must-have, um, albeit with this poor schedule. Hammer, you're nodding. must own. Haven't haven't got him out of my team once yet, unlike Cotton. Uh, he was impressive. He was he has a very super coach friendly game the way he moves the rock. Yeah, just like giddy or something. He's actually huge. Like looking at him, he yeah. Um, mm. And one thing I did note: he was good enough in the blitz as a young bloke. He was good enough for them to put him on ice. Mm. Wow. Yeah. They just they just they just locked him away. Um they just sort of said, We've seen enough. Just sat him down for the last quarter when he looked like the best guy on the court. Um yeah. Just just good enough to sit down, which is what Southeast Melbourne were doing at the other end with uh which with Mitch Creek, which just tells me regardless of the schedule we need him. I might even hold him through two zeros. So So we talked about this with Perth earlier on and you're talking about Ty Webster at about 174k. Taron Armstrong versus Ty Webster, 69K versus 174K. I mean, for me, it's a no-brainer, Taron Armstrong, but that's that's the competition we got there for those spots. Yeah. You can do so much else with that extra money too. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Um, I didn't mind the look of Sam Menenga. Impressed a lot of people out there. He's uh, the only issue is he was centre only, isn't he? He can't play forward. Yeah, I think he is. I'll just yep. double check on that. No, I'm pretty confident he is because I had a look because yeah. he made my ears perk up a bit watching him. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to bring him in and just didn't have the flexibility to massage him in and out of those those sort of front court positions. Yeah, if you've got Huck Porty in him, like I think going 69K, like if I need a 69K player with a shit schedule, like Lockie Ulbrich is at least dual, um, yeah. you don't need anyone with a shit schedule, but like they're the guys that, that are looking out, but maybe he is a guy that we can cop the first price rise. Let him go over to um, let him go over to America in those NBL NBA cross games, and then you know target him. Just cop the first price rise. We'll be getting points for an extra two weeks. Yeah. Well, if you got the spare trades to get him out, he's on a single. You put him on the bench behind Huck Porty. You sub Huck Porty in for Menenga on the double. As long as you got that spare trade with the rest of your team, you can get him out for. A little bit of quick cash. So a lot of information, a lot of review, a lot of thought-provokingness for everybody before we get into uh, round one. Do we have that current countdown on you in front of you, Matrix? Do you still uh, do you still have it there, mate? Yeah, I still have it here. It's uh, two days, twenty-two hours, fifty-six minutes, and fifteen seconds. Mate, I love your work. I'm going to go round the table before we wrap it up because we're going to be leading into our round one show, which will be coming up very soon. Hammer, I'll go to you first, mate. Any final words? Uh, no, but I'm going to go change my team again. So let's wrap it. <laughs> Matty, over to you, mate. Oh, mate, I'm just excited for the season to start, really. There's been this there's been this build-up. Um, how good was it getting home every night and having either one to watch on catch-up or them being one live? It's just so good that NBL's back. And the Blitz was a success. That were, like, people were playing. Like, yeah. pe- like, it's not just, like, preseason where they didn't care. Like, I went to, you know, Sydney, Melbourne and got to see, you know, Delhi, Jalen, everybody play. Travis, um, it was just so good to see them have a hard hit out. And, yeah, it just made me more excited for the season. Yeah, no, you're spot on there. I mean, look, you could see that Cotton wanted to get back on the court. It still meant something to them. They wanted to play it out. They are like, no, mate, you're sitting down. Just take it easy. We've got a big season to come. And we've got some serious points for you to go and get for the Super Coach Hawk because he will be my captain come week one. I just needed to start soon so I don't go and do anything stupid and not start overthinking it with all your guys' fantastic comments. Um, I'm looking forward to jumping in. We're going to be minimum in twice a week to give everybody the content they need as we get into the season. Like I said before, jump in our Discord, come and speak to the community there, jump on all our social media platforms and check out our teams, ask us questions. With the show for the people, we'll come on and speak to you anytime, 24-7. Shout out to you boys. It's always been, an, well, not 24-7, you know what I mean? We'll respond pretty quickly. I'm 24 <laughs> hours like behind you guys, so it's all good. We'll jump on with the time difference. So somebody's yeah, normally it's still online. Sat- it's still Saturday morning in Perth, so. Looking forward to my long weekend, mate. I've got another three days to go. It's always good. <laughs> Boys, until next time, thanks to the Standard Squeeze and Ryan Hammond of District Finance. This has been the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast, NBL Supercoach. Peace out. Cheerio.